two. Not on topic. Good evening, Brad. Good evening, Andrew. What's uh, what's new with uh, you in the world? We last spoke, I think, on Thanksgiving Day, did we not? Oh yeah, it's been that long. So uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Delicious. Excellent. Delicious turkey fixings. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Same here. Same here. Lots of uh, lots of leftovers and lots of pumpkin pie. Makes me a happy. Oh, yeah, Stephanie made her own pumpkin pie. It was really good. Yeah, we have to have our own pumpkin pie made here because I need the special boy gluten free crust. Uh... You know? So we did that. So I did want to make a programming note here at the beginning yeah. of the show. Uh, I want to apologize in advance for uh, dog noises because I'm currently home with nobody else in the house to watch the dogs, and we got a new puppy Thanksgiving week. So we currently have three dogs, one of which is 11 weeks old. So if there are puppy noises, there's uh, nothing I can do about it, because if I close the door, there's guaranteed to be scratching and clawing noises because there's a puppy outside the door. So. They will be little barks, growls from the two 14-year-old grumpy old man dogs, uh, and uh, clanging of claws in the hardwood floor around me, I'm sure, all episodes. So so there we go. Just a quick programming note. I will say, keeping it car-related, you obviously have a dog we've talked about before whose mm-hmm. name is Enzo. I didn't want to uh, obviously rip off the dog's name and have another dog named Enzo. It's a common dog name and a Ferrari name, but I did want to keep the car. Related, well, I have a, I have a cat I wanted... too. I took the other good name for that. Yeah, you did. Your cat Zora. <laughs> so anyway, so we have two dogs obviously already that are Ollie and Mojo. Um, and this new dog, I wanted to give her a name that sounded like a dog name, but also could be car related, but was like subtle enough that like, normal people wouldn't figure it out. So I made an error and I named her something that I had been mispronouncing my entire life. But we all liked it too much, so we're just going to continue to mispronounce it. Oh, yeah? Yes. So do you know what the Mitsubishi engine family is for the 4G60? Yeah, Sirius. Nope, Sirius. Sirius? Yep. Sirius XM. But I, I like you, have called it Sirius forever, um, which, as you know, is one of the cloud cars from Chrysler in the 90s. With a C, though. Which was C I R R U S. Yep, like a cloud. Um, so we named her Sirius, but we're just going to continue to pronounce it wrong her entire life. So it's going to be pronounced Sirius, even though it's spelled Sirius. So that makes it the engine family for the 4G63. But also, it in constellations, it is the dog star, which is why the Sirius XM logo is a dog. Oh, I thought that so, was a play on RCA. RCA yeah. Nope, it's because the dog star, which is part of the Orion Orion's belt, I think, um, is called Sirius. So her name is spelled Sirius. But since I've been mispronouncing the engine family wrong my entire life, we're just going to continue to do that. And the only people it will confuse are people who will see her name spelled out, which isn't very many people. So if you meet my dog, her name is Cirrus. Huh. So, yes. So it's been new puppy times and I hear her clawing away at our carpet and there's a big hole in the carpet behind me now. So 
That's nice. called it XM. No, because I'm not trying to relate it to the radio. I was trying to relate it to the engine family of the 4G63. The other option was Astron, which is the GUT4B. Um, but it sounds a little more, a little less feminine, I guess. So we went with Cirrus. But anyway, we'll have to do an update at some point. Dog pop, pet post on Instagram just so people can see these dogs and cat we're talking about. So. Man, remember when satellite radio was a thing? I do. I remember having the antenna in every car, like rooted through the headliner and then like popping out at the trunk yeah. usually. Yeah, that was definitely a thing. It certainly was. And then like I reserved a rental car uh, for a work trip the other day. And one of the options is still to like add Cirrus to it. <laughs> You're like, yeah. A rental car? Like, really? Yeah, if a car has a Bluetooth connectivity, then I'm certainly not going to pay nope. extra for Sirius. or navigation. Yep. <laughs> so you Absolutely can give me not. a thing to stick on the dash. That was like a two-year window where they could upcharge for yeah. that stuff. Still hanging on there. I don't know. Now. Maybe they get old people with it. Maybe. <clears throat> My car does, you know, being a 13, it does have the serious ready package on it, and I have the sample channel all the time. But I, I, I um, my, my car actually for 2013 it has a lot of audio options because it has Sirius XM, it has obviously AM, FM, and Bluetooth, and it has a CD player, and it also has an SD card slot. Does it have aux? And does it have? It does. It does have an aux port as well as an console. And yeah. USB. Uh, it does not have USB, but it does have the old school iPhone, like oh, the proprietary TV. one that they were like, yeah, we're all in on this, and it, like that was a yeah. Volkswagen Audi thing, I think, specifically for like ten years. They signed some like deal. Yep. So it does have that connector, but you know, it might, it may have a USB. I, I've never used it because it has Bluetooth that works just fine. So I'm not sure if it has USB as well, but it has like every option that was available in. Yeah, there's a weird uh, was, crossover like, time. Yeah. And then the uh, I'm scolding the dog. Sorry. Um. Man, you really threw me off there. Oh yeah, so I I, I rented a, another Mirage, and I didn't because I didn't. Oh, when you were in California? Yeah, I didn't get a Mirage in California. I did a I did the Mirage were similar. You might as well do the cheapest car because usually I don't end up with the cheapest car. Because yeah. they never have them. So they usually just give you whatever they want. <laughs> So you might as well just pick the thing that's the cheapest. And it's literally like, yep. it's so silly because it's like you know, $52 a day or something. And then the next one up is like 53. You're like, okay, I'll just take the cheap thing. And then whatever you, whatever yeah, you give not? me is what I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That way, if you have a cheap car, it's fine. You're expecting it. And if they don't have the cheap car there, then you'll wind up I don't think I talked car. about that. I had an Outlander Sport. Yeah, staying on brand, of course. You can't rent something not a Mitsubishi. You need to make sure that we... Well, I wanted to try one, and it was only like... It was like that, some Nissan crossovers, uh, some GM crossovers, or a Frontier pickup. And not the new one. Like the last 2020 Frontier pickup. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. When gas is four fifty a gallon in California to drive around a pickup truck, yeah, that would not have been wise. 
That would not have been wise. He definitely chose wisely by getting a more fuel-efficient vehicle. Actually, last time I was in California on a trip where I had to rent a vehicle, you know, before I either lived in the West Coast or knew people who lived in the West Coast to use vehicles, um, I was bought up in a Gallant. So that tells you, A, how long ago it was, mm. and B, that we're always on brand, even in rental cars. So also, it was terrible. Yeah. They're, they're pretty bad so cars. Last generation Galants were, were pretty terrible. The, um, it was funny. It's a dark time. Dark time. In I, I meant to, I'll have to post this Instagram. I noticed I had the hatch open and it had these little rubber bumpers on the side of the hatch. And I, I got to look, in, I got to go look at the talon, but I swear they're the same exact rubber bumpers. The ones that look like little like teeth yep. marks almost. Hmm. I am convinced they're I would the be same surprised. part. I mean, if they work, they work. And if they're the same, I could buy them to replace the ones of my Eclipse because mine are worn out and they it's probably the same part. Noise. And then uh, I'm convinced, too, that the little caps for the, where the crossbars are are the same crossbar okay. caps that are on the glot. They look just they look like almost the same. Yeah, they're like flat rectangles, yeah. right? I just thought that'd be yeah. really funny. Possibly. <laughs> it's the same. Recycle these parts for That's really interesting years. because Gallant people, Gallant people are always looking for those caps. So if they wind up being the same as the currently available ones, you just struck gold probably. You should strike that from the record. You should go buy them yeah. all up and resell them to the Gallant community. I um, <laughs> well, Oh, speaking of that, Gallant's the... Uh, one of the guys, his username's Ludacris. He runs DSM Tuners. Uh, he took over okay. glantvr4.org. And do you remember what okay. it looked like? It was just an old form website. Totally sure, revamped it. They call it the yeah. org. Um, looks way nicer now. It's more of a modern looking form now. Added like. Is it active? It's, it was pretty, still pretty active, but it it okay. It kind of fallen into disrepair. And he's been posting on the Facebook group like, hey, I, I fixed it up. Like, let's go back to that because. It's better. Like, let's get off of Facebook because Facebook's a dying, a dying platform now. Yeah, everybody jumped, and now it's so. Yeah, which we all knew was going to yeah. happen, but we were all short-sighted anyway. It was the it was the convenience and the fact that everybody was there is why everybody jumped. So, mm-hmm. so. but now it's it's dying, and maybe we got to bring forums back and to quote Brian Driggs, you know, take back. The yeah. Forum. So if you're on. Glantvr4.org, which is only probably a few listeners. Um, it looks really good. Sweet. That's an interesting website to try to run and bring back because at the peak of Glant VR4 lifetime, you couldn't have had more than 3,500. Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? Members. Yeah. <laughs> like you're trying to build this giant forum for. The maximum amount of U.S. Galant VR4s was 3,500 cars. Cars still exist, though, and we're still trying to keep oh. them running. And They do. There's like, it's from 3,500 owners. It's down to probably about 300. But and, if we're all on there, then that's good, right? As far like, I bet registered and driving cars, I bet it's less than 100. Right. Probably. I know uh, I'm part of the, uh, the 200 in that number difference. So, which, man... Yeah, maybe that's what I should do. We we talked a little bit off air about my other car that I'm preparing to spend a bunch of money on, but maybe I should just pay somebody to do that. Probably costs about the same, right? Yeah, it's probably a little further away than I think you think it is. But well, no, I don't mean timing wise. Yeah, I just 
dollar figure wise. I know it wouldn't be done by New Year's. I'm just saying as far as the dollar figure for dollar figure, I'd probably be better off spending the money there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm so lost on that car. It just makes me sad every time I think about it. Well, it's just not handy to get to, which is annoying. And when it was handy, I wasn't in a good headspace to do it. So it was some some dark times where I didn't work on cars very much, but just trying to get there. One step at a time. Just need to concentrate on one. But we're way off topic already. We haven't even started talking about topic. This episode started with pet talk and yeah, that's what we do. car hey. talk and it's pretty it's I did get some uh, OEM crossbars for the Volkswagen. It's kind of a silly thing. Wow. But they were Thule style? They're definitely made by Thule. Like 100%. So they just reboxed in a Volkswagen With a Volkswagen lithograph on them. But they're like, they were like 100 to like $200 cheaper than anything from Thule direct. That seems odd. They probably bought them in bulk. Yeah. Or maybe the Thule website I'm looking at stuff's more expensive right now. I don't know. And these were already existed. Like I bought them from, I, I went on eBay. Like I found the partner, I went on eBay, looked it up. It was like a Volkswagen dealer out of Hanover, Mass. So whatever dealer that is has an eBay account, sell parts. So I bought them from them and they came in like two days. <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. I'm a, I'm a little upset they had to one up me though. Because I went with the um, stay there. Oh, the best of Walmart bars. No, the best of oh. Amazon. They were actually forty dollars cheaper than the best of Walmart ones. There was an Amazon brand so. that was like a hundred bucks. I was like, uh, I don't know, a <laughs> hundred bucks. Who? Mine were like thirty. I think they were Aero bars, hundred dollar Aero bars. So, okay, yeah these these were the, the branding is called Stay There. Stay there. Stay. Stay. Stay there. Like stay. stay. Yep. So stay the dogs there. looking at you. Yeah, they're all sleeping right now, so it's fine. They dug a hole in the carpet, so now they're just um, I missed that because I was turning the wrong way. Anyway, puppy life. Uh, yeah, no, my brands were called Stay There, and I actually I recommended them to a few people after I used them because I dragged like every article of clothing I owned across country on top of my roof with a combination of a pair of Stay thirty nine ninety five Stay There bars, a used Thule, um like yep. basket and a, and a $40 waterproof Walmart outdoor, like, which I appreciate bag. that the basket's out of my yard. Yes. It's long gone from your yard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was like less than a hundred dollars worth of stuff to bring all of my worldly possessions across. I don't country. think our buddy Joe bought that basket, had it on his Outback sport. He had it on like a 90, He's going to yell at us when we get their ear wrong. It's like a 97. It was like a 97. Yeah. Or was it a 2000? Uh, Impreza Out. I think oh, it was a 2000. Maybe. Yeah, I think 2000 it was a 2000. Impreza Outback Sport. Yeah, it was that that body style, the small ones. The good ones. And he had it on his Forester. And then I, he was going to throw it out. And around. I was like, no, no, I'll take it. And I threw it in the Montero, but I didn't use it. And it was just sitting in my backyard. And I was like, this is stupid. Why do I have it? Well, now it's hidden behind my shed. So. <laughs> We've used it a few times, actually, even here to transport stuff around. So when we moved from our apartment to our house, we actually put it to good use again, like for like seven trips back and forth. So that's why I figured I'd, I'd buy these crossbars because yeah. we were, we were going to go get our Christmas tree. I didn't want to put it inside the car because yep. I hate pine needles I'm trying to clean them up. Right. Um, plus, it's like hard to put a tree inside the car when you have a 
car seat in the back. Child. Um, yeah. And then I've got all the I've already got all the accessories from having other cars with roof racks. Like if I want to go skiing, I already have the ski attachments. If I want to go biking again, which I really need to do when it's warmer out, I can throw a bike rack yep. on the car instead of putting it in the car. Yep. All yeah. Of things. So let's grab them. So I actually have a trivia question for you, Andrew, because I don't have any. Oh, I do have car updates. What do you want to do first? Carry on sure. car updates. Sapporo's back right. on the road. So I think last episode we were uh, hoping I didn't blow it up. Yes, very much. So I didn't blow it up. Good. Um, I didn't try to start it again before I pulled all the plugs out. I cranked it over a few times just to eject any more coolant that was on top of the cylinders. Um, then I did a compression test on all four cylinders and they were all within one pound of each other, about 123, 124 PSI, which seems perfect. Like that's very healthy. Actually, I was very, I was very happy with those numbers, but it means that I didn't bend any valves. So that's good. Um, and then I said, well, before I slam this thing back together, oh, sorry, I slammed it back together. Put new plugs, new wires, cap rotor, all that stuff. Because I got all the ignition apart, I may as well go all new, right? It's like forty dollars in parts. It's not expensive. Um, I was like, all right, well, before I try to start this, I should check the oil just to make sure it's not full of coolant. Um, you know, I had that big mishap with the coolant of the intake manifold. I didn't need another coolant-related mishap. Boy, am I glad I did, because all of that coolant was in the oil pan. Oh, weird. So anything that didn't burn off in the uh, combustion chambers was in the oil pan. It was milkshake and a half. I think I sent you a picture of the oil filter, and it looked like I had a bad head gasket. Um, I pulled a dipstick out, and it looked like it was uh, two or three quarts over full. So that was all of that uh, coolant that went down in there. So I'm glad I changed that before I started it again, because if I started driving around with a crankcase full of coolant, I probably would wipe out the bearings. So it was definitely a, uh, a worth it extra, you know, 10 minutes of, of work to change the oil in the car before I drove it. So I've since put a tank and a half of gas through it. Um, it's running back to its typical mediocre self. Uh, I don't want to say it's running good because it never really has run great. The carburetor on the car is just questionable at its best. So it runs the way it ran before, which is good enough to get it across country, right? So it uh, it runs. I'm happy. Put some miles on it. No issues. Got a little oil leak I got to find, but it's nothing major. It probably leaks the least oil out of all my cars. So all is, all is well in Sapporo land. So crisis, crisis averted, Andrew. Good. Yeah, that's the only project I've worked on, though. So I don't have any other project cars to talk about. Just that guy. So I have a trivia question for you. McLaren. Okay. The I went to a Cars and Coffee this weekend, and a whole group of McLaren owners showed up. Um. I'm not going to talk poorly about McLaren owners, I guess, but uh, they're not desirable to have your cars and coffee. Um, 
I won't say anything more than that because it was very inappropriate things that they were talking about. Um, a whole group of 675 LTs came in, which I guess is kind of a fancy one. What's a group? And a seven. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds expensive. Um, they are expensive, yes. And the people that drive them were... Oh, I, it was... Anyway, it's not it's not for an on air discussion. Well, um, I mean, was it like designer jeans? It was wildly. Oh, yeah, it was. There was the, the look was the look, the designer jeans, the Pilates watch that they they tuck their shirt underneath the watch so that you can constantly see their oh. giant watch, obviously. Yeah, but not sure. It's a big collar. There was a group of them that were probably in their 50s or 60s that were inside the coffee shop when I was, and they were talking about uh, their conquests in a public setting. Uh, and not Chrysler conquests, their very young female conquests. It was an interesting conversation to have in public, put it that way. Of legal age, but barely. I was just like, what the hell, guys? Like, why are we having this conversation? Why are we being braggadocious about this in public? But anyway... Um, Regardless of the owners, the cars are really neat. <laughs> um, do you know what engine powers those? Do you know anything about it? I never even heard of them until you just said the name. Well, it's the 650S, 675 LT, MP412C. It's all the base engines, all the same. Uh, sure. <laughs> the, only, okay. the only McLaren so I currently V8. know of is the Speedtail. So that's the newest. It's like the super fast, like, Straight line, fast one. What is that? A six hundred LT, maybe? Or it's when you sit in the middle of the car. It's got the. Yeah, I don't know what that one's called. I know uh, on top. I know the car you're talking. It's really fast. So anyway, this engine is in the MP412C, which is the first one that came out a few years ago. The 650S, the 675LT, the P1, the P1 GTR, um, the 540, the 570, the 600LT, all those cars. So, and then the number I learned means the horsepower so like a 675 lt is 675 horsepower the 650 is 650 horsepower um so anyway these were a bunch of 675 lts these all have the same base engine it's a v8 do you know what powered the so you have no idea what what the v8 comes from because you didn't know the car at all this isn't very good trivia no i don't even know i can't even picture what the car is i don't even know what the car is your base knowledge is way lower than I thought it was in McLaren's. <laughs> I don't look at supercars ever. Yeah, I, they're out here. They're like, they're like Corollas. They're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, so. I'm sure there's a couple that have been at Cars and Coffees I've been at. I just literally, we we don't ever look at them because they're just. Well, so the trivia part of this question, I'll answer right. anyway. I always Sorry. assumed that they were related to the to the F1 stuff, like. The McLaren F1. You know what powers that car? It's a BMW V12. Correct. See, it's so a I 90s assumed... supercar that I obsessed over as a kid, so I know what. Correct. So because I had the same, I always assumed that these modern McLarens these BMWs? were powered by BMW engines. Well, what is, who does McLaren partner with for F1 engines? I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I'm not sure. I don't think it's related to this. Yeah, because I thought it was like because this is McLaren Honda. See, I don't know anything about Formula One either. So these these are 90 degree flat plane V8s with twin turbos. That sounds cool. 
so to to bring it back to you know an auto off topic conversation, <laughs> they are two Mitsubishi turbos. Yeah, that's yeah, that's but, not uncommon. Which is fine, but the engine itself is a Nissan V8 that was first developed in 1987 for the R88C um, Group C car. Oh, so very specific V8. But the fact that these McLaren supercars are being built in 2021 with the architecture of an engine that was designed by Nissan for the R88C in 1988 blew my mind. Yeah, but it was it was probably like a super advanced racing engine. Oh, 100% it was, and it's been modified I think since that then. that engine but it ended just up in a, a Z car. There's a V8 Z car with that. I think they used it for racing. Uh, maybe a yeah, race yeah. car. Yeah, maybe. I, I was looking at the race cars that it went in. You know, the R390 GT1, mm-hmm. like the Gran Turismo car. It was in that car. It was in the R90C, which was a GT Le Mans car. Um, it was in the GTR that ran in the Super GT500 racing. Hmm. So it was in a bunch of a bunch of Nissan race cars over the years. Mm-hmm. But the base engine, uh, McLaren bought the rights for it and sent it out and in conjunction, excuse me, with uh, TWR, Tom Walkinshaw Racing. Because yeah. they developed it originally for Nissan. Made it viable for use in 2020s as a street car. And uh, it's just super cool. I had no idea. Like... I, it, it seems strange to me that this multi hundred thousand dollar supercar has this 1988 Nissan race car engine in it. Super cool. I love it. But um, I don't love the owners. I never really looked at the cars because, again, they're modern supercars. They don't do much for me. But uh, it's 8,500 RPM Redline V8 with 80% of the torque available at 2,000 RPM. Wow. Right? That's super cool. Wow, so that's... my dumb brain is like, we need to get a wrecked McLaren and put this in like a 69 Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> v, VRH335Z. Yep. Huh. Which McLaren calls now the M838T. 3.8 liter, 90 degree, twin turbocharged, flat plane V8. Wow. So, yeah. I'm I'm more interested in these cars than I was before. Um they cost as much as my house, so I'll never be buying one. But it's definitely an interesting piece of engineering. And now that I like know more about these, and I'm, I'm definitely more into them, maybe I'll add like a diecast McLaren to my collection. <laughs> you know, just because it's pretty cool. And they're definitely more of like a they're the lower end of the supercar prices, so you see a lot more of them out here. They're like they're almost like the you know I say they're out here like Corollas, but they're almost like the Corolla of supercars out here. Like they're just you go out, you buy your first supercar. You either buy like a nine, a base model nine eleven or one of these. Those seem to be the two like, hey, I made it cars out here. I just the particular group that was driving these particular McLarens was absolutely disgusting bits of humanity, but they have nice cars. So it was refreshing to have the group of cars be a bunch of McLarens versus a bunch of Challengers, I guess, but. It's uh, an interesting crowd for sure. I should have guessed based on the location of the cars and coffee what the crowd was going to be, but you know, what do I know? 
It was a good time. Anyway, so that's my trivia that didn't wind up being trivia. Wound up being interesting facts. Oh. Yeah, I just didn't know enough about the new ones, but that's really weird. Yeah, I I was I was very surprised. I was very surprised because some of those Nissan GTP cars were some of my favorite race cars back in that era. Like the R90C is such a cool race car. The, all the red, white, and blue livery in mm-hmm. all those cars. So neat. And that was one of my favorite sounding race cars when I saw them at Road Atlanta at the Walter Mitty. Hmm. Super, super cool stuff. But anyway, moving on from fun facts about McLarens. Yeah, speaking of a uh, subject to talk about tonight. Well, no, I was just going to, there's announced um, or kind of made the, the rounds in the last couple of days. A, um, be a Russian SUV coming over here. Good. What? Yeah. Good. I'm into it. Yeah. Bremak, bro. Bremak. Bremak. I must get a Bremak. I'm going to start saving my rubles yeah. so I can buy a Bremak. A Bremak. I'm not going to need too many rubles, I don't think. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's So it's, um, so it looks like it's straight out of the 90s. Like, um, if, uh, let's see, if you crossed a Montero Sport with a Lexus LX and a Chrysler minivan grill. Okay. I'm not into the minivan portion of this discussion, but I get it. Yeah, what else? That's um, what that grill reminds me of, the new Chrysler minivan grill. What yeah, else would it look like then? Maybe a Genesis? I see a... Yeah, I was going to say, I see a bit of Hyundai. Yeah. Um, But I dig it because it's what this country needs. This country doesn't need doesn't necessarily need a Russian SUV, but we need an affordable body-on-frame SUV. And the most exciting thing about this is supposedly it's supposed to come out with like not very many options as far as you know packages you bro, add to it bro, they'll have fully options. loaded bro <laughs> right exactly this this year's model fully loaded um it's got it's supposed it's got to have guts it does technically <laughs> yeah. actually i'm not i'm not quite sure where the engine comes from but i know that the mechanicals of the driveline are supposed to be shared from a colorado which means parts shouldn't be terrible to get um, but it's gonna start twenty six grand. They'll they're gonna be built in California, apparently. Built in California, twenty six thousand dollars, ten year, hundred thousand mile warranty. Eat rear axle. All right. Yeah, a bunch of American you get a manual transmission. Uh, it's got yep live axles front and rear. Yep, they're saying eighteen miles a gallon on the highway, which is fine for a full size body on frame SUV. It's actually not That's even what bad. people get in Jeeps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I kind of dig it. Um, the front end is kind of ugly, but they've also teased pictures of it with like a, oh, what do you call those front bumpers? There's a name, a brand name. ARB. Anyway, the yeah, like ARB style front bumper that they're going to offer. Uh, and it completely transforms the entire look of the vehicle. It makes it look kind of like a, I mean, honestly, it looks like almost a first gen Montero, which maybe is why I'm so into it. Well, then the warranty. You have a 10-year powertrain warranty. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a five-year bumper-to-bumper warranty and a 10-year powertrain warranty. Like, it's going to have leather, heated leather in all four seats, um, heated leather steering wheel. Like, 
I mean, Russian cars don't have the best reputation. And has there ever been officially a Russian car sold in the States? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think there has. Yugo is not. Bremak. That's Yugoslavian. That's why it's called a Yugo. So these are built under license, I guess, from UAZ. But they got to be called a Bremak. And like you, like you said, made in California. So it's a 120,000 mile drivetrain warranty. Yeah. They've already received 38,000 deposits for a new one. There's going to be a pickup truck version down the line. I mean, mechanically, like I said, it's all going to be as far as the drive line, it's the Eaton rear axle and the Chevy Colorado trans transfer case and transmission, which I'm assuming maybe Eaton product as well, but not sure. Five-speed manual <clears throat> and a 2.7-liter <clears throat> four-cylinder, like 150 horsepower. So it's not going to be fast, but it's going to be neat. As long as there's no uh, weird issues with it, probably be a pretty good truck. I tell you what, 26 grand, I might, uh, I might buy one. So how bad can we'll it see. be? We'll see. We've said it many times over. There really aren't any bad cars anymore, but we've never experienced anything Russian. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, the four cylinder doesn't. I mean, it sounds glacially slow with a four cylinder. Well, it's 154 horsepower and 173 pound feet of torque, which is probably pretty equivalent to your 2000 Montero. That's got 200 horsepower there. Yeah. Is it really? Um, More torque. And that's pretty, it's like 250. That's pretty slow. Well, 150 horsepower is like 40 more horsepower than my Raider head. So it's probably a similar weight. I don't even know how they're going to like federalize this thing. It's crazy, but somehow. I don't know. They're getting around stuff. It doesn't seem like it's going to be, doesn't seem to be an issue. They're teasing that the only big option is going to be in the future. There's going to be a V8 version as well. I mean, it's got all the required, so, it's got, which if they do, require a backup camera. Yep. Airbags, backup camera, crumple zones. It's got all the stuff it needs to be sold here. So I don't hate it. And they show the kitted up versions with, like I said, the bumpers and the racks and the flares. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty much 100% on board. Yeah, weird. I'm just curious where they're going to be selling these because it says that they're going to sell through a dealer and not direct to consumer. So I'm not sure how they're going to build a dealer network by the proposed 2022 release date. I don't know. I like your idea though, that Mitsu <laughs> dealers should pick them up as the car line. Yeah. Cause it's not like they Absolutely. have anything like they'll compete against really. Yeah. They don't sell and body on frame SUV and they certainly don't sell a $26,000. Yeah. These aren't going to be sold at a Chevy or Jeep dealer. So what? No, no way. I'm uh, I'm into it. it. Needs to be some, specialty dealer like maybe a Mazda dealer would pick him up or I, th- I think Mitsubishi makes the most sense because it's basically a new Montero mm-hmm. you know it's it's full solid axle front and rear mm-hmm. right it's 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 a leaf spring rear like it's so old school but then you're looking at this and you're like why don't they bring over the Mitsubishi Triton <laughs> yeah again that's probably chicken tax mm. issues that's why that's why they're building that they're building this year. So, I mean, it's got drag link front suspension, like 
it's such a simple simple view. Oh, wait till the rollover investigations. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I drove a Raider. Yeah. Not worried about it. It's a Power Glide 6L50 automatic, which is GM. Oh, interesting. When cruising along at a constant speed of 55 miles an hour, the Bramach, equipped with an automatic transmission, consumes 0.5 gallons less fuel than one with a manual gearbox. 0.5 miles per gallon less? That's significant. All right. Seven inch touchscreen, front rear. Yeah. Heated seats, 18 inch wheels, multifunction steering wheel, MP3 USB, four speakers. Uh, Four whole yeah, speakers? Heated front windshield and side mirrors. Air conditioning, cool now. glove box. Uh, LTE Wi-Fi modem. But, Remote what? ignition. You said LTE Wi-Fi modem? Yeah. Just think, think that in there? Yeah. Yeah, it's got... It's it cellular. actually does have yeah. Wi- yeah. in Wi-Fi? Okay, all right. I thought you no. were kidding. Man, there's a lot of stuff in this for the price. I... I Man, if they can release it for this price, that is impressive. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, they have a, they have an orange color, a green color, or a brown custom color that I've totally when you into. pre-order. Are you painting color I want? It has the thing to select custom color. Paint the sample, huh. bro. Bro, Mac, paint the sample. All right, um, I'm in. I, th- my biggest curiosity is what is the engine? Yeah. Right. <laughs> What what is it based on? Um, according to the spec sheet, it's a ZMZ Pro four stroke gasoline, which I'm assuming is just the Russian. I don't know what that is. One, but I'm I'm sure that Russian cars have emissions to meet now, right? Who knows? <laughs> so it must be able to meet their standards that are. Yeah, but does it meet California? Well, it's being built there, so it must. Uh, not necessarily be sold. So the, Z, the ZMC. <laughs> Okay, ready? I'm on the Wikipedia page about the ZMZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Zavolzai Motorni Zavod engine factory. It was made, started in 1970. It's the, <laughs> this engine goes back to 1970. Hmm. Yeah, 145 horsepower. Yep. So it's the one that currently comes in the the UAZ Patriot, which is the vehicle this is based on. So. Interesting. So it's not going to be its first first year of production either, because they already sell these since 2005, which is probably why the styling is what it is in Russia. So, ground clearance is kind of weak. 2005. 8.2 inches. Just needs bigger tires. Just needs bigger Mm. tires. Yep. They stopped making them in 2012. And now they're going to make them again without any changes. Oh, weird. Here in the United States. Yes. But they have a pickup truck version they had there. They have the SUV and they have a cargo version, which has fold down bedsides. So I'm into it. I don't uh, I've never made any bones about liking terrible cars. So 
I'm sure this is going to be a terrible car. But it's a cheap, terrible car with a warranty. So how bad could it be, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, it would be 100% on brand for me to go out and buy the first Russian car sold in the United States. Yeah. You know, we actually, we had on, at work, at Auto Hunter Auctions, we had a lot of go through last week. Did it get a lot of money? <laughs> if I had a dollar, <laughs> every time a lot of joke was made in the office over the past three weeks as we've been dealing with this car, I would probably be able to take a week off. It did not get a lot of money, no. Was I the first one to do yeah. a lot of money joke? Were yeah. you the first one? Uh, no. Yeah. No, it was it, it was constant. Didn't get a lot of bids. <laughs> it got didn't get a, it got a lot of got a lot of watchers all week long. Oh, all that week was worth long. It. There are many other ones too that I can't even think of. Um anyway, it didn't sell. And it just so happens that our HR manager slash office manager um, is a Russian immigrant. And when she saw it come across the site, her immediate reaction was, is that in the United States? (laughs) And we were like, yeah. She goes, why would anybody bring that to the United (laughs) States? I was like, well, it's a really nice one. She's like, there's no such thing as a really nice one. She goes, all the jokes in Russia are about how you're not going to make it to where you're going because you own a lot of. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it's it's for sale on our website. She's like, I don't well, understand. You tell her a bunch no, of she's weird a Russian people here like them because you can't have them normally. Well, here's the thing. She's a Russian immigrant who's from Russia. And do you know what her two vehicles are? Uh, like, probably sure the most American a, thing possible, a, right? This is a 45, I'm going to guess her age, mid 40s. Russian immigrant mother has one kid, I think. Um, married has two. I think cars. You told me it's like a Mustang or like a Camaro or something. Even even more American. What's more American than that? Uh, a Viper oh. GTS coupe. Yeah, she's got uh, a not, Dodge Ram crew. Not cab. like a great car, quality wise. Like a cool car. Well, I mean. Listen, she's used to Lada's. It's fine. <laughs> it's got to be better than a Lada, right? Um, yeah, so she's got a crew cab Dodge Ram and a GTS Coupe. So I can understand her not being into Lada's. They're a little... Uh... Me being into Dodge Colts means that I probably, by proxy, I'm also into Lada's. And uh, if it was a no reserve auction for the price that it bid to, I may have bought it <laughs> just because there was one at um, the Greenwich concourse. Okay. And it was in Radwood, not lemons. Uh, it was okay. a, in a soft top. Oh, was it a lot of Neva? Yeah. So the little SUV one. Yep. Lifted. So those are cool. Actually soft top. Um, guy had to put a newer aluminum radiator in it like a custom one because it was overheating he was talking about. And now he's like, ah, it's a bummer because now the crank start is like blocked off. They had a crank start. I like it. Now, this was a lot of sedan, um, which actually is... Was it a lot of sedan or a little sedan? (laughs) It was definitely a little sedan, uh, which is based on a Fiat 126, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like 
copies. Yeah, they were licensed copies. Um, it bid to $5,650. Um, to which, of course, the Russian employee said that should have bought six of them. <laughs> but they did not want to let it go. They had like a $7,000 reserve, I think. So I'll send you a link to it. But it was definitely... Uh, it was definitely neat, and it was it was like the nicest one in existence. So it made it okay. Weird. A I just realized piece. I'm probably gonna make a computer ding. A museum piece, Lana. It is, and well, the owner of it was very Russian. Like when we're talking to him on the phone, you could barely understand what he was saying. So the car, the car is still available in Seattle. If you're, uh, hmm. if you're so inclined, uh, you can see it at SovietCar.com, <laughs> where he has quite a few Ladas for sale. A couple of Nevis, a couple of 2106s. Maybe there was a Volga. But anyway, I like it. I think it's a cool looking little car. And, you know, I used to read, remember Retro Cars magazine? Yeah. Every now and again, there'd be a like lowered one on widened steelies. And it was, it made a cool looking little hot rod. So hmm. anyway. Yep. 5,600 bucks. Couldn't have been yours for that, unfortunately, nope. but anyway. Well, I think we're all out of time. I think we are. <laughs> Wrap it up. That was a uh, that was a wild ride of an episode, Andrew. We kind of went all over the place today. We did. With Thanksgiving week, we didn't have much time to prepare, and there's been so much going on. And we actually, on top of the puppy, had another grandbaby two days ago. So we've been doing that and like taking care of the two and a half year old which you take care of your child every day too. So it's just been, it's been a lot of other stuff going on that uh, we haven't had much time to prepare. Yeah, that's fun, so. isn't it? I think top effort, top effort, Andrew. We did well. Where can they find the podcast? Well, as Andrew? always, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Out Off Topic Podcast, Out Off Topic on Instagram. Uh, find me, Race and Anger on Instagram. And Brad, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at TSISS. Three five zero. All right, cool. Keep cars analog and name the road. Yeah.